All right, so we uh we're uh we've been talking about Dare to Dream again, and so let's uh let's get into that. Let's go to first uh Corinthians two. First Corinthians two. All right, so you're going to hear some things today, and uh, and and again, you know, we're a witness to what we've experienced. So I'm going to share some things that I've experienced, and some of it could come across like, how come you're not doing that? A lot of times, you know, people will sit and they'll listen to the word, and you know, you'll share with them different things you may have learned to do, of the, or 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 or, or, or uh, been able to grow to do, and they'll take that as how come. And he's trying to say, I'm supposed to be like that. No, it's, it, we're setting targets. We've talked about that, the history of the church. You have to set targets. It's, it doesn't, you don't help anybody by just making them comfortable where they're at. They're already doing that. I mean, we come into God's house to find out what we don't know and to challenge ourselves to do what we haven't been doing. All right, to get beyond where we're at. So, so well, I'm saying that because I'm going to share some of, some of my life as we start talking about uh, dreaming again. And, uh, but, but again, I, trust me, like I, when I share stuff and again, <laughs> I'm not as confident as, as I may appear. I'm not as smart as it may appear for somebody to think I'm smart. Some people might think I'm stupid, but I'm not as stupid as I may appear either. <coughs> uh, but, but, and I'm not downplaying myself because I know better, you know, as scripture says, don't think more highly of yourself than you are, but it ain't saying don't think highly at all. But I do know I'm an ordinary guy. And I know that if there's anything special in my life, it's God. I also know that if there's any level of competency or, or, or intellect or ability to articulate or absorb, it's all God. It's none of Keith Bradley. I do know that. And I know I, I, I'm, I, I'm at least wise enough to know I need to decrease that he, he should increase. So, but what I, what I, don't see a lot of times is what you receive because I'm not in the audience. So I go back and listen to the videos and learn myself too. And I'm saying that because when I'm communicating, hey, uh, I do this this way or I've, I've discovered to do this this way and that way, I'm not saying it like, how come you're not doing it? I'm saying it, if an ordinary guy can do it, you can definitely do it. That's, that's my perception of it. So if I share... What you may hear, uh, I may do this, this, that, this, does. I've done this, that. I study this way, I've done this. While I'm studying this way, I'm taking care of this. I'm not sharing it like, yeah, <laughs> you ain't at this level. No, I'm sharing like, if I can do it, you definitely can do it. Because I already know God has sent to this ministry some great people. You know, some great people with some great insights, some great intellect, uh, some genius minds. So when you hear me say what you hear today and you go, oh, man, can't nobody do that. No, 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 no. If I can do it, you can definitely do it because I'm just an ordinary guy. All right. All right so everybody heard that, right? Yes, sir. Right. So that means all y'all with your genius and your intellect and your creativity, you can do it. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. So so we could dream dream again. That was pretty uh, sweet. <laughs> How y'all work that out? All right, so all right, let's First uh, Corinthians two. Let's get into this. Wow, last time here. <laughs> I'm just, it's all just kind of hit me, you know. It's our last time here. Uh, wow. So, just bear with me. I might be a little emotional today. All right, so 1 Corinthians 2, 9, it says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love them. Verse 10, it says, But God has revealed them these things that the eye, the natural eye, and the natural ear, and the natural heart can't even uh, process. It says, But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And so the scripture is saying, eyes can't see from God's view. 
Our natural eye can't see from God's view. Our ears can't hear God's direction, our natural ear. So we got to tap into something supernatural. Uh, I, I, I did something this morning. Uh, it's coming soon. But uh, I have a family member that's a rapper. And, uh, you know, just, you know, just going through some stuff right now. So I said, the Lord gave me a rap to send to him. And a part of it was how sometimes we could, we could get deceived. We can get caught up in deception, right? We could be deceived. The scripture says uh, we deceive ourselves in James chapter 1, all right? Uh, the scripture says that we have to come to ourselves in Luke 15, 17, right? Uh, the scripture says we can oppose ourselves, 2 Timothy 2, 24 and 25, right? So, so the thing is, when you get into deception, there's levels. There's a surface level where you just initially deceived so you can be snatched back into reality quicker at that level but the deeper you go the harder it is to get you to reality because you know at first on a on a surface level you're dealing with just illusion you're not seeing things correctly but if you start going deeper you can get into delusion where you're defending the illusion you know, because you're in denial at that point you know you don't want to deal with the truth so you don't want to be free so, so, so a lot of times what God has to do is create a spiritual inception. Y I don't know if y'all saw the movie, but the thing about inception is it was levels where people were deceived, but, but some people were like three, four, five levels deep. So they had to go through, uh, they had to have a kick, you know, and that kick, and what they, what they want to do is shock them at the right time in the right way where it goes so deep at the root of their deception, it wakes them up. And so what God's trying to do in our lives is, is, is give us a spiritual kick. So, 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 so that, y'all might have to go back and see the movie. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's Inception. All right, so, so, so that spiritual kick is going to shock us to wake us up because sometimes we're three levels deep. And what I mean is you ever talk to somebody and to you, it's obvious that they're deceived. But you're not, like, you're not judging them. You just say, hey, 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 wake up. Right? And then they're going, I'm not asleep. Or you go, do you realize what you just did? And they go, what? I don't know what you're talking about. And they're serious. Like, they're not, you, you're like, man, they're trying to, they lying. No, they ain't lying. It's so deep, they've deceived themselves. You know you could do that, right? You can get so deep, uh, what is the, the, the movie, In Too Deep? You can get so deep undercover, you, forget, you, you don't forgot who, what manner of man you was. That's what the scripture says? He says, you, 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 you've forgotten what manner of man you was, right? And so, everybody else sees it but you, right? But you're actually walking around like, what the problem is? Like, everybody else is tripping. Now, now this, we're going to get into dreaming again, but... Some of us have been dr thinking we're dreaming, but we've been in a, in a fantasy. And God's trying to take us through a transfusion. He's trying to give us his dream to flush out the fantasy or the, the uh, dis deceived portion of the dream. So on the canvas of your imagination, there's something that you're looking at and you're playing off of. God's trying to replace that picture with his picture. Does that make sense? Right? And the chip is this picture I have not seen nor ear have heard. The eye can't see it. It doesn't make sense to the natural eye. The ear can't even hear. Now, nah, I ain't going that way. That don't even, that don't even line up with everything that I've been taught. But see, what you've been taught is your worldview shaped by repetitious information, authoritative voices, and your environment. And the thing is, that repetition information, you hear it so much. Like, like when you're young and you hear something over and over and over, you just start rolling that way. You ain't evil. You're just rolling that way because that's the way everybody's always done it around you. The interesting thing is that's a limited amount of group of people. So, so I, I've shared this before, but so growing up in Newark, uh, in Newark, New Jersey, so I remember 17. I, I think about this because I'm, I'm 57. It's 40 years ago. Sitting on the porch on Goldsmith Avenue, I was like, so Lord, so this is it? You, you, now, now, I wasn't really all that living for God, but I believed in God. You know, I was just hanging out at, uh, y'all don't know, some of y'all know, Club Zanzibar and Paradise Garage. Uh-oh, got an amen from the, yeah. You know, just hanging out with all that house music. 
But but I still now now I'm 17. I wasn't supposed to get in the clubs, but I did. So 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 I so I, I remember saying, Lord, like so you put me on this earth, you God, and you put me here for this. This is it. Now I'm 17. I'm saying this is it based on what? What I've experienced for 17 years. And I couldn't see any changes. So I was like, come on, man. So, so I lived life like uh, tomorrow's not promised because somebody told me that statement. And I kind of did things, uh, participated in some, uh, uh, some pharmaceuticals and different things like that. <laughs> but I remember saying to the fellas, worst thing that happened is I could die. It ain't like I got anything to live for. Now that's old. I've told you that story before. But what was I making that decision on? Not where I was going. Not on, based on God's dream. I was making the decision based on what I saw around me. As if it was always going to be that way. So that means I, I couldn't see from God's view. Because if I could see from God's view, I would have definitely not been hopeless. I would have been hopeful. All right, so, so keep that in mind. Keep that in mind as we keep moving. Because um, we can see how the, 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 the adversary's really been trying to do a number on our minds. See, because he can't stop you. He can only try to get you to stop yourself. Yeah, he, he's not a creator. God is a creator. He's made us in his image and after his likeness, we're creators. And if somebody gets to your, your, gets to your, your, your intel chip on the inside, what, they, what he tries to do is change you from being a creator to either a duplicator or a perverter. You're only repeating what you've seen. Or you're twisting what's already existing. Right? That's what wickedness, wicked, twisted. So the adversary can only twist what's already existed. So we use uh, Keith Bradley again. And so, so I influenced people when I was out there. I remember if, if I heard you, you know, especially, well, this is cool. Uh, so it's, it's okay out there. You know, this is where I was. I ain't this way no more. My BC days. So if somebody, if I heard something like a young lady or somebody, it's like uh, she don't drink, she don't get high, she don't do nothing. I tell the fellas, we see what happened before this week's over. So, my, so, so me and I think I'm doing the right thing. So for the weeks over, I'm converting this person from not drinking or not doing anything to drinking, to doing things. And then I go, see, they fronting. But was they fronting? They probably was genuine. I didn't realize the power of my influence. So guess what? Same guy, just the Lord using me. The devil had me twisted, perverted. So, for example, you take, uh, take tobacco at its purest form, it smells up this whole room. It it's, it's a, has a wonderful odor to it, right? Right? But if you dry it and smoke it, it can kill you. Dry, dry, let it dry it up and smoke it, it can kill you. Right? So, so, so certain things at their purest form will be to your benefit. You know, they're doing stuff now and they're taking out the purities before they dry it up and smoke it of marijuana. Some people still smoking it, dry it and all that. All right, so at its purest form, I guess it helps pain. It can help your sight. Um, this is without all the THC and stuff. Right, but dry it and smoke it, it creates blind spots. Right, you're like, you, you, you'll be living in where you're at and lose sight of where you're going. Right? Keith Bradley, in his purest form, I help people or assist people or guide people into uh, who, who they are, whose they are, and, and, and the God that's supposed to be in their life. Like, in, 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 in my purest form. When I was dried up and smoked out, I was corrupting lives. Destroying lives. Causing pain and wreaking havoc in people's lives. Right? Right, you see the difference? All right, so, so, so keep that in mind, keep that in mind, keep that in mind. All right, so, so remember, the devil is not a creator. He's a perverter. He's a twister. We harmonize with him, we're going to twist and pervert everything. We harmonize with God, we'll start to create things. When we see a need, as God looked and stepped into the world, we talked about this, he saw darkness. He didn't speak nothing about the darkness. He didn't touch it. He didn't twist it. He just said, let there be light. He spoke what he wanted, not what he saw. He created See, see, when there's something missing, it places a demand on him to create what's needed. He made us in his image after his likeness. So when we see what's missing, instead of us complaining, instead of us magnifying it, right? 
murmuring and disputing, we're supposed to create what's needed for the situation. Right? All right, so, so with that in mind, watch how the adversary tries to, 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 to flip us. Right, so the scripture says, uh, 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 2 Corinthians 3. I know I told you to go to 2 Corinthians 4, but we're about to go over there. 2 Corinthians 3, 14, it says, but their minds were blinded. It says, but their minds were blinded, for unto this day remained the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, right? Which veil is done away in Christ. So there, there was a veil. A cl- they were clouded, right? And then if you drop down here to verse... Uh, 18, it says, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, as in a mirror, are changed into the same image, that creative image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. But look how, look what it says here, if you drop down to 2 Corinthians 4, 4. It says, in whom the God of this world, little g, has blinded the minds of of them that believe not. See, so he has to get you to believe not and he can enter in and blind your mind. Right? It says, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine in them. So, so, so he's trying to blind our minds. Cloud us. Create blind spots. And if you think about it, a blind spot, you, we've, come on, we all drive cars and you drive and you go into the other lane. I know they got driver assist now, but the driver assist is letting you know Look, look, what, what? Those that got driver assist, why is it beeping? Because there was a blind spot you didn't see. You decided to make a turn. Driver assist says, oh, come on, man. There's something over there. There's something you can't see. Well, the Holy Spirit is our driver assist now. He's going, hey, 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 hey. It's something you're not seeing. Right? But see, if we're not walking in the Spirit, we're not going to pick up the Spirit leading us, the Spirit that's searching the deep things of God, revealing to us, there's more than what you see. Don't panic. It's way beyond what you see. Right? But you got to be tapped in. But the more we take in the flesh and take in the world, it clouds us, and we'll think the circumstances that we see is all that exists. Remember Adam and Eve, they saw God. And it says that they were just chilling. Then after sin, it said they saw themselves. Right? And that's when things started getting crazy. And then they started to hide from God. Right? Get out of the presence of God. But that's old. We talked about that before. So this is the thing. If he's blinding us, we need light. We need light to see. Right? Um, let's go to Psalm 119. Because... because we have to dare to dream again, but you have to see the dream again. Like, like we done forgot the dream in some cases. So Psalm 119, and we'll go here at uh, 130, verse 130. Psalm 119, 130. It says, the entrance of, the, uh, of thy words giveth light. So the more word we get, the more light we get, right? Entrance of thy word giveth light, and it giveth understanding to the simple. And so we use this as an example all the time. So I want to use it as an example today. So when the lights are out, it's just dark. And, you know, I mean, I know we got other light going on in here. But if you, if, if you don't fix your eyes on the fluorescent lights, but when you go like this and light comes on, light them to the darkness. It leaves. But, but the trip is without negotiation. Because John 1, 5 says darkness can't comprehend or master light. It can't be around light. So if the interest of the word brings light, the darkness that's in us that's creating the blind spots that the adversaries try to put in us to, so we can't see the dream has to leave. And, and the clearer things are and the more you see, the more you accelerate into what God has for you and a lot less depressed you are. Because you have so much to look forward to and so much to involve yourself in. Uh, I, I think Robert talked about it. Uh, I think uh, I just saw Lewis. Lewis in here somewhere. Oh, yeah. Lewis talked about it. Um, and they was talking about just the, uh, well, somebody talked about the move we're moving and what it takes to even, Jamal. And he talked about this morning at 915, what it takes to even just move a house. But imagine moving a church. 
in the in the people. You know how you move the house and you want to get furniture, you want to make sure everything's right before you move in, right? Before you move into your house, you know, you uh, there's certain things you want to you got to turn your utilities on and different things like that. But imagine a church, you know. So you got 21 acres, 12,000 square foot. Um, imagine what it takes to move a church, right? And so. To, to, to navigate through these things, you got to see some things. You got to see clearly. You have to be, you can't be too busy to pay attention, right? And so God is, as God transitions, we got to really be able to see. And the word helps us to see uh, a lot of things. So, so let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Because you'll start to, what we're going to discover here is there's, we're, we're not trying to find this new dream. You know how a lot of people says, I just don't know what my fit or what I'm supposed to do. Well, I learned years ago, when you're sick and tired, you wouldn't have to tell nobody. Like, 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 like seriously. That, that, remember I told you, I'm an ordinary guy. So if I can see this, you can see it. Right? So one of the things I realized, there's times I've been sick and tired. So I remember, you know, because of mass transit in New Jersey, I caught the mass transit for a while, but I worked in upstate New York. And so when we got there, you would have to uh, you would have to call somebody on the facility. I worked with juveniles and uh, say, yo, hey, I need a ride from the train station. But depending on who you was dealing with, sometimes like if you were you were doing great at the job and everybody talking about you, you call the wrong person. Be like, uh, I'll see if I can get you a ride. You might just be stuck at the train station. Well, one time I get I get this response. Well, I don't know, man, if we can get you uh, see if you can thumb it. And I'm the type of person that, fine, present to me the, the obstacle, fine, I'm going to do it. So when the person said I could thumb it, I knew the motive of the person. I already knew. But I said, like, okay, cool, no problem. So now I said, so, I, I, I said something in my mind, but I didn't deal with the reality. Because driving six miles in the mountains and the hills is different than walking. So I was driving these miles and, and now, I'm, now, now I'm, in, I'm in the country. So I'm a city boy in the country walking on the side of the road. With my, with back in the day with my, my, my Toshiba boom box. And I had a fishnet bag with, with my gear, my, my ball gear, because I worked out when I was up there. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm walking and I'm, I'm just like, are we, ever, are we there yet? Like, are we ever going to get there? And, and my hips and everything is feeling the walk. But you know what I learned in that walk? Get a car. <laughs> no, for real. And so I, t I start taking my money because I worked in New York, but I lived in New Jersey. So I start taking my money. I, I opened an account in New York and just put the money in the account where I couldn't touch it. So I got a car. But guess what? Instead of complaining, see, I was sick and tired. Yeah. So when you really are saying you're sick and tired, are you really? Because yeah. normally if you're sick and tired, again, I'm an ordinary person. So if I can get sick and tired and change, everybody in the building can. I, I, I know I'm not more special than nobody in this room. All right, so, so all right, keep that in mind. So again, we, so, so sometimes we get clouded and we, don't, we, we, we miss, we don't recognize some things. So 1 Corinthians 13, did I tell you go there? All right, verse 11 and 12. So, so there's familiar scriptures here at our church, but let's walk through them just a little bit. When I was a child, I spake as a child, right? Is that what it says? Yes. All right, so when I was a child, I spake as a child, so you can circle, underline, spake, understood as a child, circle, underline, understood, and thought as a child, right? Circle, underline, thought. And, all, and on the behind it, it says, as a child. So we're saying a child thinks a certain way, speaks a certain way, and processes a certain way. Right? Now, right, right now, you know, uh, uh, he's he doing a little uh, guiding the, the children along. But you know, you know one thing them children aren't thinking about right now? Is us. <laughs> They're just not. Not because they don't care. It's their children. They're self-centered. It's, 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 you know, uh, this, is, this is old. I've been using this example forever. You know, you come home from work, and you imagine your child going, uh, uh, Mom, you know, you look like you had a hard day. 
get you some rest. You know, there's some, some girl, you know, yeah, little, little, little Tatum. He goes, Dad, looks like you, you, you worked your job, and then you worked, you know, you got all these things you're building. And, man, look like, man, you exhausted. Mom, she's to worked all day. You, you guys just take it easy. Chill, chill. Listen, I, I know some Gerbers in the cabinet. I grabbed that. <laughs> I put about three or four Huggies in the crib. You know, if, if I get wet, if I need to change, I'll make that happen. You guys just take a break. Don't happen that way. Do it. Tatum don't care if you work 23 hours and just came to the house. Feed me, change my diaper. Why? He's thinking about what's important to him. Now, that scripture says it has a key word that it opens up with called when. Right? When I was. It, just, it didn't even stop. When is enough. When is, I used to be this way. And then it says I was, just in case you don't get it. It means it's in the past. When I was a child, I spake based on what's comfortable and important for me. I thought based on what was comfortable and important for me. I understood, I processed, as Pastor Mel was talking about 915, in my own mind. What about me? I, when I was a child, I always played the victim. Love me. I came in and... Uh, I had to say, one of these young, young people were a little upset because they thought the other person was going to tell them. <laughs> so I talked to them, then I talked to the person and said, uh, let them go this time, don't tell on them, right? Right, so, you know, that diffused the situation. But the interesting thing is, they, their, their processor was about me. So sometimes adults are thinking the same way. What about me? They didn't think about me. Don't you care about me? Or we create these scenarios. Well, well, nobody gave me a job. Or I was talking to one of my family members. Nobody called me. I was like, did you call anybody? No. Well, they did the same thing you did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm good for this. If you start saying nobody thought about me, I said, have you been rejected? Meaning, did you ask anybody anything? Did you go to approach anybody? And it was like, get out my face. Most of the time, that didn't happen. We're in our own head, right? But then it says, when I became a man. Now, man is the covering for mature male and female, right? It says, I put off childish things. So I don't now think like a child. I think outside of myself. I Philippians 2, I esteem others better than myself. Philippians 2, 3. Philippians 2, 4. I look on the things of others and not things of my own. So that's, you know how we think we grown because we got a job or, you know, now we're at a certain age, you know, or, you know, we pretty much could think we could do what we want to do. We, we call ourselves grown. That don't make you grown. What make you grown is if you now have established boundaries in your thinking, boundaries in your, your, your uh, speaking, and boundaries in which you allow yourself to absorb. So now I'm mature enough to think out, and you, you're thinking outside of yourself now. Now, now, now okay, now you're, 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 you're adult. You're going on. And then, so, so now that, that's verse 11. Verse 12, look at this. Verse 12 is one of my greatest scriptures. It says, for now we see through a glass darkly. It's still talking about childish. It's, when it says see through a glass darkly, we're clouded a little bit. We don't see all of it, T. We, see, we know it's something else. That's supposed to be happening and it hadn't happened yet. Right? It says, look, it says, now we look through a glass darkly when we're a child. It's still connected to the previous scripture. It says, it says, but then face to face. So I always give you the example of coming out of a, a, a shower and you look into the mirror and it's foggy. So you're looking through a glass darkly. It says, but then face to face when the fog clears, you see clearly who you are, whose you are, and what your purpose to do. Right? You see yourself clearly. All right, that's the first part of the scripture. The second part of the scripture breaks it down a little bit for us. It says, but it says, now I know in part my, what I'm aware of, what I'm intimate with. I do know some stuff, but I really know in part. It says, but then I shall know even as I am known. And uh, Amplify says, as I'm known by God. The Amplify says, now we're looking in life as in a riddle or an enigma. It says a lot of our life is a riddle. It's an enigma. It's like, ah, it's more. It's something. I, it's another piece. Uh, it's something else I got to do. I got ah, to adjust this. Shift over here. It says, it says, but then you'll see in reality. 
you're, you're, so things are open up. You're seeing reality to how God designed you and what he designed you for. You know, that's 1 Corinthians 13, 12, amplified. I, I paraphrased it just a little bit. All right, so we got to dare to dream again, but it's going to start with daring to see again which is going to start with daring to stand that word so light goes in you and you're getting out of the darkness. Depression is just all I see is the circumstances. That's all it is. It's all I see is the circumstances and I'm magnifying them to a point where they, the circumstances seem greater than God's ability, ability to deliver me. But the interest of the word gives light and helps you to see beyond the circumstances into what God has for you. Right? So, 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 so you can't give up now, right? You can't give up the fight to see, right? Does that make sense? Now, let's go to 2 Peter, because we said that he's trying to blind us, and uh, God's given us this word to help us to see again so we can be again, right? So, 2, Corinthians, 2 Peter, I'm sorry. Uh, ah. All right, let's see. We, we'll start with verse 3 here. We'll start with 2 Peter 1, ver, verse 3. Uh, it says, according as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Matter of fact, the First Timothy 6, 17 says he's given us richly all things to enjoy, right? So all the things that pertain to life and godliness, right? It says, and, and through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. It says, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers. Now, look, now, by these great and precious promises, we may be partakers of, of the divine nature. That's the ability to see beyond the natural. Having escaped, now it says having escaped, again, that's one of those past tense words. He, he's almost assuming you've escaped something. It says having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. So he's saying lust sucks us into the corruption of this world. Right? So he's saying, he's, he's assuming you've escaped being sucked in to deception through lust. So anytime lust is okay, corruption is okay. Cloudiness is okay. Depression is okay. Losing sight of your dreams is okay. Okay? All right. Now again, I'm just an ordinary guy. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you, this is what the scripture says. Okay? All right, and then it says, uh, verse 5, it says, and beside this. Now, this, beside this would mean, what, what did he say before? Escaping corruption. It's through lust, right? He says, besides this, it says, giving all diligence, add to your faith. So he's assuming you have that measure of faith that you're operating, virtue. And add to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And brotherly kindness, charity or love. Now, he's saying all these things to him are like a matter of fact script of how we should operate. This is our script to what we're a, a, a attaining to do. So what he's saying is, I, I, I'm, at the, I'm at the church and the pastor is preaching and I realize I need Jesus. I need Jesus. And I come up and I accept Jesus. It ain't over. Till God says it's over. <laughs> right. He said it's not, it ain't over because I started something here. I was called out of darkness into his marvelous light here. Right? I was, I was called from a world of lust to a world of love. Right? Hey, but, but it's not over. I got to add to this. Yeah. See, I, gotta, I can't just be uh, a new convert. I just can't be, I'm a Christian. I got the Christian badge. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. Now I have to grow to be a disciple. So I have to, I have to add to that faith some virtue. I got to add to that virtue some, some uh, temperance and and, some, and add to that temperance, right, some patience. And add to that patience some brotherly kindness. And add to that brotherly kindness agape or unconditional love. See, I got to grow in this thing. I can't stay a child even at the altar. Scripture says babes that just received the sincere milk of the word. Still on the basic scriptures. Now, this is what the Bible says, not Pastor Keith. This is what was told to me. 
You're going to have to study, young man. You're going to have to grow in the word. You're going to have to evolve. You're going to have to go to levels in this thing. Otherwise, you're going to be requiring things of me and expecting to receive blessings from me that your character, your core won't be able to handle. But I gave you the script to strengthen your core to handle all my blessings. I'm not like man. I'm not sending you nothing that's going to crush you or something that's going to be temporary. You have it for a little while, but because your, your, your foundation can't take the weight of it, it'll be temporary. Then now the devil's going to keep reminding you that you blew it. All right, so, so keep that in mind. And as much as, listen, the Lord showed me this a long time ago. You see these great people that's fallen? They didn't fall that day. They fell in preparation. They aborted the preparation too soon. So what they said was, well, I got enough to get what they could see. And they were correct. But they didn't have enough for the exceedingly abundantly above all they could ask or think that God was sending them. And so it came at them. Life comes at you fast. Listen, exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask to think comes at you fast. To open up the window of heaven and pouring out blessings you don't have room enough to receive, it comes at you fast. And so what happens is it, it crushes folk because they, they felt that's enough. That's enough. But they wasn't saying that's enough for where they were going. They were saying that's enough for where they were at. And so when they, they fell, everybody's looking, oh, I can't believe that happened. How that happened? It, it happened way before it happened. It happened when they aborted all of what they needed. And so God is, listen, God ain't trying to punish us. They read the scripture in Galatians 6, 9, be not weary and well-doing, but you'll reap if you faint not. They read another version, but that's the King James version. If you don't give up. Then they said, don't give up now. It's not just don't give up now because I'm hanging in there to get my blessings. Man, why are you hanging in there? Why don't you involve yourself in the things of God? Why are you, hang, why are you waiting on these things? Why don't you just... Go to levels and levels with God. Add that patience, that virtue. Add that temperance and that loving kindness and that love. Why are you waiting? You, you might be setting yourself up to handle all that God's sending you. All right, so look, 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 look at this. Now, verse 8, it says, For if these things be in you, all the things that we just listed, if these things be in you and abound, so not just be in you temporarily, but they remain in you, it says, they make you that you shall neither be barren, that's, that's without, nor unfruitful, you'll constantly be producing in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But look at verse 9. This is not Pastor Keith, this is the Bible. It says, but he that lacketh these things is blind. I didn't create the list, right? The Bible did. It says, he that lacketh these things is blind. So the adversary tries to get you to get off of adding all these things. That's his way of blinding you. It says, look, he's blind and cannot see afar off. Can't see beyond where they're at. Right? Can't, the eye can't see, the ear can't hear. And look, and has forgotten that he was purged from old sins. Can't see afar off. That's the adversary's job. If I can, if I can limit your sight from your dreams, I can limit your hope to move beyond where you're at. And once I get you stuck in where you're at, I can magnify and keep magnifying the same circumstances, keep showing you the same script over and over and over to a point where you actually start believing it. Even though with all things are possible to, to, to them that believe, walk by faith and not by sight. Don't look on the things that you see for they're temporary. Look on the things that you can't see for they're eternal, 2 Corinthians 4.18. But I can, if, I can get, if I can get you to lose sight of what, what God has for you is what the adversary is saying. Oh, no, I, I can affect you. And all I got to do, I'm going to try some things. First, I'm going to try to just punk you in your early years. I'm going to try to punk you. Man, you trying to believe God? Get your butt over here. You better not get up out that seat and go to the altar. You're going to be embarrassed. That don't work. Now you start living for God. Now I'm going to get you overconfident. I'm gonna, that's, that's my second move. Hey, man, you know, ain't nobody living for God like you. Man, at this point, man, you could just chill. You're always talking about God. You, listen, you're always giving to the church. Man, just chill. All that getting in the Word and all that stuff is overrated. Nobody's perfect. So I'm going to try to get you overconfident. Or what the Scripture says in Psalm 19, presumptuous. 
right? Yeah, Jesus, uh, uh, David said, Lord, keep me from presumptuous sins. <laughs> he titled his sins to be overconfident. So I'm going to try that. And let's say that don't work. Yeah, I, I did all that. Now I'm going to try to keep you so busy. So I'm going to give you enough money to keep you spending and doing and going and doing this. None of these things will, will, will produce any fulfillment or fruitfulness. But it will just be enough distraction to keep you off of evolving into the ultimate fulfillment. I'm going to keep you so busy you're going to lose sight or go blind again from actually what I have for you. Right? Because the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. It didn't say, but if you got a bunch of money, you don't have to do it. But if you got 38 hours of overtime, no, no, seek ye first the kingdom of God. It don't change. Like, imagine you come to God. Hey, so Lord, uh, this is my situation. Seek me first, my kingdom, my righteousness. Yeah, and then I want to know what was the plan from here. Seek ye first my kingdom and my righteousness. Okay, but what about this situation? Oh, no, seek me first my kingdom and my righteousness. Okay, okay, but yeah, yeah, okay, but surely this situation is, no, seek ye first my kingdom and my righteousness. Yeah, he's like, why you keep asking for plan, plan B? As if you've mastered plan A. Not me, not, I'm saying I'm an ordinary guy. That's what God says to me. Master plan A. That's what he says to me all the time. That's why I, I don't get overconfident, nothing like that. I just, I, I'm, I'm still, she'll tell you, pressing in his word, trying to come up with different things that I could do to, to punk my flesh. Because if I allow my flesh to do what it wants to do, we ain't getting nothing done around here. You definitely ain't going to get no word from me. You just get a soapbox, soapbox opinions. All right, so, so we got that, right? So he brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light, right? First uh, Peter 2, 9. You can write that down. We don't have to go there. First Peter 2, 9. Now, what did, he, what did he did when he brought us out of darkness? He brought us out from being blind to our dreams. He brought us out from being blind to our dreams. That's why Jesus came to save us, because we were sent here with the script instructions, we were sent here to fulfill a purpose. And, and, and because we were born in sin and shaping in iniquity, Psalm, Psalm 5, I believe it is, uh, we came into a clouded world. I always like to use the movie The Matrix because it, 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 it really gave a good picture of this thing. You know how they were blind to reality in the movie, in The Matrix, right? Um, and then, um, you know, Neo, which means new, was met by Morpheus, which means change, right? And so, you know, when he started talking to him, he, he, he gave him choice. I said before you, life and death, blessings and curses, choose life in Deuteronomy 30, 19. So he gave him a choice. And so he, uh, he, chose, the, the, he chose to see. He could have chose to stay comfortable where he was at. We're presented with this choice every day we wake up. And so he chose to see. And then when he first comes out of the matrix, it looks ugly when he first comes out. See, it looks like a wilderness, sort of like, you know, uh, children of Israel getting delivered, and the next thing they saw was the wilderness. Jesus, after God said, this is my son who I'm well pleased, the next thing he saw was the wilderness. After God endorsed him, the next place he saw was his place of preparation, purging, cleansing, so he could be ready to handle the promise, right? And so, so he comes out, and he sees ugly you know in the matrix everything looks sweet got computers and stuff like that and then uh morpheus which means change comes to neo which means new and says hey man what's going on he says my eyes hurt he said that's because you haven't been using them See, so the spiritual eyes hadn't been used and so, so so throughout the movie you'll see a guy his name was lucifer lucifer and his, he was trying to manipulate. And then they talked to him. He's like, he said, man, you realize that steak ain't real? He says, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I want to live in a, a, the, the illusion to a point of delusional, even though it ain't real. I don't want what's real. Right? So, so make a long story short, at the end of the first movie, he discovers all things are possible, which he was told already. And that's the statement he made. So, so he realized, he said, he yeah, is talking to change, Morpheus. He said, so you mean I'll be able to uh, uh, 
uh, stop bullets? Huh? Dodge bullets? And he's like, you won't have to. So remember at the end of the movie, he ain't even had to. Like he realized, uh, he realized I can do whatever I want to do. I have no limits. That's how our life is. We just, we've established the limits based on our point of view. Not based on God's point of view. All right, so, so, so keep that in mind. Um, so when he brought us out of darkness, he brought us from being blind to our dreams into his marvelous light. That brilliance and greatness is helping us to see all the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Ephesians 1.3. Because once we get, once, you know, for it to be on earth as it is in heaven, once we get back to connected to seeing beyond what's in the natural, now we're hopeful because we know that if, if it's not manifested on earth, we can draw it in from heaven. Right? All spiritual blessings are heavenly places. Okay? All right. So, so uh, the, the scripture says, now, now, now I, I know when you start saying drawing things in from heavenly places, that seems kind of spooky. But the scripture says everything that's created was not created by things which we see, but things that are invisible. Hebrews 11, um, just one through three. So, so, so the things that we see, if it was created by the invisible, then the invisible is more of a reality than the visible, right? It says the worlds were framed by the word of God when you get to Hebrews 11, verse 3, right? So, so, so the adversary now knows all this because he used to be Lucifer. He's a right-hand man. So he knows that we have this creative ability. He knows that we, all, all things are possible. We pretty much can do what we want to do. So he, now he has to get us to, he has to blind our minds so we think that we have limits, so I use, always use the Lion King movie to, to, to point this out because in the Lion King, Simba was designed to be the next king. And so Scar ran him out of, you know, got his father killed with the stampede, put fear inside of Simba. Simba runs out into the jungle, so he's with a, a pig and a warhog or whatever. Y'all know what it is. What is it? It's a warhog. Warhog, right? So he's out, he's eating bugs and stuff. Now he's a lion. So he eating bugs under trees. He, he doing cartwheels and flips. Like he's little like them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but well, he's a lion. Because remember in the movie, it went like a couple scenes, it went from him being a cub to a lion. But he never saw himself as a lion. He still saw himself as a cub. Right? Remember when Rafiki comes to him, he smack him on the head. He says, you know, you don't know who you are. You're more than you've become. Then he shows him reflection of himself in the mirror face to face. The scripture we just read. And, but he first thought he saw his dad. I'm doing a cartoon. I, don't, I know the new movie kind of left some things out. You know what I'm saying? I saw the cartoon first. You know what I'm saying? So he saw himself face to face. But, but at first he saw his dad. But he had become a lion. And then, then he goes back. You know, the scripture says, uh, all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Romans 8, 19. So, he's, so, so all creation is waiting for us to get in our rightful place. The Bible says when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Right. So the wrong person was running the kingdom. And, and remember, it was all black and white, bones, and the hyenas was eating up and consuming everything. But Simba comes back, and all the light comes back, and, and, and everybody's happy because now everybody's in their proper place, and the right person's in authority. So, so this creation is waiting for us to evolve you know, into what we're supposed to do. Fine, you may be comfortable at your crib doing your thing, but this world is not comfortable with you missing in your place. And, and, and what's pulling on you? The reason why sometimes it's okay to drink out and smoke out, I'm not putting nobody down, is because that void is you're not in your fit. You're, you're, you're not connected to your dream. You're settling for because somebody said this is the path to success. You still ain't happy doing it. But you invested so much time in it, it's hard for you to cut your losses. And really get into what God has for you. Right? And the thing is, you're going to get to it. But don't be like Pastor Keith, remember the ordinary guy, and do it later in life. I'm not, no complaints. I love what, what, what we do. But I should have been doing this stuff a long time ago. Way before I did it is what I'm saying. I've been doing it now 20-something years or whatever. But I'm just saying. But I started way later than I, sh I should have. Because I remember guys called me a long time ago. But I, man, I wasn't. I, yeah, pretend I ain't hear nothing. <laughs> that wasn't God. Man, please. 
Yeah, I was the dude to get up out of church right around the time when they was going to do the altar call. I was like, oh, we got to get up out of here. You know, they might bring me up front or something. <laughs> I, I figured all my ways around it. Well, we all going to the same guy, taking the same road. That ain't true. The Bible says narrow is the way. That, 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 that's the biggest lie in the world. I know I said it. You're going to see it on video. Cars and letters are welcome. You know, cause, but it's just the truth. You know what I'm saying? It's the truth. The reality is there are not many people that's going down that road. And so you're not going to have the crowd that you're, you're, you're so cry, craving for. It's going to seem lonely for a while. Oh, but Lord is worth it. Hey, hey, it's going to cost some things. It's going to be uncomfortable for a period of time. But Lord is worth it. All that's doing is forging the character to handle it. So we got to dare to dream again. And if we dare to dream again, then we'll dare to prepare again. We'll dare to be diligent again. Discipline won't be a curse word no more. Because some of us is actually, we got, when we sweet though, some of us should be purpose politicians. And what I mean by that is, you know, politicians, they got to spin on everything. You know, you catch them in a moment during the debate. Be like, wait a minute, did he just tell me? I think he told me. Well, maybe... Maybe you did. I'm not sure. Like, they, they confuse you, right? Well, some of us are like that when it comes to purpose and diligence. And like, we got these sweet lines. Oh, man, I'm just lazy. As if that's okay. Ah, I've never been disciplined. As if it's, you could just stay there. Right? <laughs> you trying to get me to do that? <laughs> you got the wrong one. You got it twisted. As if that's fine. And the challenge is, you're going to sit at the house with this gnawing in you, just pulling on you. He's trying to sit down. I was, I was looking at some, uh, uh, a thing on, and um, it was talking about how really people do, they said it was like, let's see, five, let me try, let me try to get it right, 500,000 cases in the 60s of Alzheimer's. 500,000. That seemed like a lot, right? They said it's like almost like six billion or something now. Six million, six billion. I want to listen. It ain't five hundred thousand. Put it that way. I think it was billion. And and and, and so this person was doing a survey. Said we don't sleep. We sleep less. It says it's like like you 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 place a greater demand on your body, but you don't replenish that demand with rest. And and then it was saying this. Don't you say nothing. Well, I've been I've been sleeping more. Still don't justify it. I ain't slept enough. All right. I get the point. I get the point, Pastor Mel. Stop convicting me. I'm, I'm preaching. Right. So, <laughs> so the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is it ain't that we're just not sleeping out. We have high demand schedules. So I've used that as my excuse to, you know, well, I'm standing up. I'm watching ESPN or something. I've been counseling to 12 o'clock at night. We're going we gonna to get something out this day. Well, I probably just go on to bed, right? Um, uh, but, but this is the thing. Some of us are not sleeping because of our schedules, but a lot of us are not sleeping because we worry. A lot of us are not sleeping because our, we're unsettled in our life. We can't sleep because there's something that won't let us rest. And you know what that is? Purpose calling. It's calling. It's like, listen, you can be in denial if you want to, but I'm getting sick and tired of this. I've been designed to participate in your life. So it's so a purpose nudging you all night. Come on, man. Get with the program. Yo, yo, God's imparting a dream. Yo. See, when you are living out purpose and dreams, oh, you rest real good. Because you're tired from all that you've participated in. You've ex- you, you've used all of your being. Some things we're doing, we only need our head. Some things we only need our hands. Right? For purpose, you need all of your being. You need the whole man. And you're going you're gonna to sleep good at night. And so, and when you sleep good at night, you dream dreams and see visions. <laughs> Not nightmares. And so we have to Next best next best step from here, but we have to take that step. You're not going to snap your fingers and all of a sudden your whole life's going to change. But are you at least taking a step? 
and being consistent with that step and then taking the next one and being consistent with that one and taking the next one and being consistent. So you don't have to overwhelm yourself. We did, we did something here. We had people read and we, we, t- we started out with five chapters a day. Don't even take that long to read five chapters. Come on, let's be real. 10, 15 minutes. You sit on your bed worrying longer than that. You know, or worrying or trying to process what you got to do through the course of the day. You know, sometimes, you, you know, you sit there, I'm supposed to do this, oh, I'm supposed to do that, oh, they remember to do this, ah, oh, what's that? And a half hour went by, you ain't did nothing. So you could use that time to read. Bring some more light in and it'll be easier for you to process the, what you have to do. But what, what we did something, we said five chapters a day, and then we said every quarter at a chapter. Well, what was we doing? We were trying to get people to establish a life in the Word. Meditate on the Word day and night. Do all that's written therein. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. Joshua 1.8. Develop the habit of, of, see, that's a step. And whatever they settled in, some people might have settled in two chapters a day. Some people maintain a five. Some people might be three. But do it every day. And then every quarter, stretch yourself a little bit. Right? But be consistent daily. If it's a chapter a day, read it. That's your step. Read it daily. And then go to the next step. And then the next step. And before you know, you have picked up momentum. You would have a life in the Word. And one young man said this to me. He says, man, ever since we started doing that, he says, man, I've been reading the Bible. I see stuff. He was like, I see stuff I ain't never seen before. And then, he, then he, I talked to him again. He said, man, it seems like I see everything. I, it was almost like scary, like born identity or something. Like stuff was just, <laughs> man, I just see everything, man. I don't understand what's going on. And what it is is his eyes was opening. Ephesians 1 uh, 18, the, interest, uh, the eyes of his understanding was being enlightened. He was starting to see again so he could dream again. So that's the thing. And I, I get the, the scripture tells us <laughs> to be not conformed to this world. If that's the only scripture you ever had, it's saving you from all this other stuff that's trying to distract you. So you can go around and give your political comments if you want to. You can go around and, I can't believe that they, they, they didn't let this person in the NFL. Oh, man, I can't believe they playing such and such. All that stuff is distractions. Man, it's a conspiracy going on. Whether conspiracy going on, whether they're cheating people unfair, whether they're playing certain people, and they're operating in certain levels of, 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 it could be racism or it could be favoritism, whatever the case may be. If you're not conformed to this world, you, you, you have an immunity to it. You'll be transforming to a place where you can do something about it. But you can't do nothing about it just magnifying it and complaining about it. That look, the Bible says do all things without murmuring and, consp- and, and disputing. So God is telling us not to conform, but to transform into what's not seen. And we, 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 we get sucked right back in. See, my opinion is, I'm going to tell you like I told uh, 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 somebody close to me. And it was, they were talking about, oh, I don't usually talk about this type of stuff, so I got to see how I can word it. Um, I'm not the controversial guy. But whatever I, I'll say, they was, they, what they was talking about, it was like, uh, see, we need to hold them accountable. I can say that. Okay, okay, I can say that. I said, we? We who? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I'm holding them accountable. So uh, I did remember this from history class, the different uh, levels of you got lower, lower class, upper, lower class. You got lower, middle class, upper, middle class, lower, upper class, and upper, upper class, the classes. So third grade, I forgot how, how, uh, what year it was, but we know it was way back when since I'm 57, right? So this is third grade. And... Uh, and, and they, they made a comment. They, they showed the, the, how much you make. And so back then, lower, lower class was 25000 a year. Right? 25000 a year. So this is, I graduated eight, eighth grade in 1976. So third grade, it was 1971. So this is 1971. 25000 was the lower, lower class. This is 2019. What do you think lower, lower class? It's, it's well above six figures. It's considered lower, lower class. So now, stay with me. So then I told this person, I said, so based on your, what you, your income and what you generate and how the world sees you, 
on this map, I just pointed to a map, I said, you're a dot. You're a dot on a map. Matter of fact, you can scream as loud as you want, and ain't nobody hearing you. I said, what about transforming and evolving to a place where you have a voice? Because right now, you saying you're holding people accountable, nobody's listening. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. no. Hey, nobody's listening to me. Well, y'all listen to me. Y- y'all know what I meant. Like, no, no, I was listening, Pastor. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, like it's about evolving, transforming. God gave us the script. Don't conform, transform. And you'll be, and all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Waiting for you to, to not just dare to dream, but to live in the dream. That's going to impact the world where you'll have a voice and people will change things just because you say something. You open your mouth, oh, hold on, before we do this. Uh, Venetia, I just want to know if, if you thought this was okay because we don't want to like make no moves and, and you're bothered. Since you keeping the whole economy alive, we just, you know, you good with it? Okay, good. Hey, hey, Venetia said it's okay. We can do that. Right now? Ain't nobody asking us nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody like, hey, yeah, I, like, ho, ho, man, that, that affects me. Really? Ask me, do I care? Yeah, go ahead. Let's keep doing what we're doing. Somebody sneezed back there. His name Keith. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Come on, dare to dream again. Right? Don't, don't allow yourself to be distracted. Start to get to a place where you have an effect. Grow beyond being theorists. Just talking. And let God use you to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. That was our original assignment. So, so we're producing something, right? Right? Pr- fruitful. Multiplying what we produce. We're replenishing things, not just consuming things. <laughs> it's okay. 